Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, founder of the Leadership Speaking School. We're based in Switzerland, and we train global leaders how to speak in public. To find out more about what we do, feel free to visit our website at www.theleadershipspeakingschool.com. Today's episode is about answering questions. Questions that leaders from around the world propose to us on our contact form on the website that I just mentioned. These are questions about ways that they can improve themselves in their leadership speaking. And I want to use this episode to answer a few of them. So let's get started. The first question comes from a leader in the IT sector from Zurich, Switzerland. He says that he often doesn't have a lot of time to prepare for his talks because, well, he's a busy leader. So he wants to know some proven methods for him to feel better prepared, even though he doesn't have a lot of preparation time. So here's my answer. I always like to say, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. These are my three favorite words, because these are the words that put all speakers into a place of comfort with their talk, where they feel well-prepared enough to do what it is they want to do and to show up as the best version of themselves in front of that audience. Absent a lot of time, here are some suggestions. The first one is get more time. Find out as soon as you can about when this speaking engagement is going to happen. And if it's not you that's finding this out, have the people that are supporting you tell you as soon as possible. Because the more time you have in knowing, the more time you have to prepare. That's the first thing I'd suggest. If it's the case that you don't know when you're going to be doing these things until a few days before, or heaven forbid, a few hours before, even minutes I have seen cases of, then here are some tried and true things that you need to be doing to get yourself ready. Prioritize. So clear off the rest of your schedule. Don't do anything except thinking about what you're going to be doing in this talk. And for the sake of the answer to this question, let's assume that this is a 15-minute talk that you are delivering in front of an audience of between 5 to 100 people, right? Big difference there. But the point is that you have stakes in it. You've got to do a good job. Your reputation as a leader is on the line. So you need to prioritize working on this preparation. And then I'd say this. I'd say create a list of the things that you want to accomplish answering these three questions. As a result of this talk, I want my audience to know dot, dot, dot. As a result of my talk, I want my audience to feel dot, dot, dot. And finally, as a result of my talk, I want my audience to do dot, dot, dot. These are the three guiding points for you to create the content for this talk. And in having these points clearly expressed on a post-it note, for example, in front of you or as the heading of your piece of paper where you're planning for this talk, it helps you to structure and organize how you are going to put what you're saying together. The next thing I'd do in this small window of preparation time is I'd make sure that your ratio of preparation to practice is the same. 
I all too often see speakers with very little time to prepare spending 80 or 90% of their time preparing a beautiful slide deck where it's just all the bells and whistles of what PowerPoint presentations have to offer. However, then they've got just that small percentage of time left for their rehearsal, and that becomes an afterthought. And this is a scenario that we see all too often, and I know you've seen it too, where the speaker will look at their slides all the time because they're using their slides as an actual crutch to support them through their presentation. And this is a sign of poor preparation and, as I like to say, amateur hour 101. To avoid this, have in mind that you need that ratio of preparation to rehearsal to be the same. And in my world, I'd say have more time for rehearsal. (laughs) So maybe a 40-60 rule would be more appropriate if you're working with me. Anyway, this is another tip for how to prepare with very little time. So, so far I've talked about prioritizing, clearing your schedule, make it only available for the little time that you have to prepare. I've talked about those three questions to answer to guide you through what it is that you want to do with your content. And then I've talked about your ratio of preparation time to rehearsal time. And I'll give you one more tip. Whatever you do in this small time that you have available, do not over-rehearse. So let's imagine that you have this day before your talk is going to happen and you've created the content, everything feels ready, and there you are. Now you're going to rehearse this thing 20 times. Well, if you do that, you're going to hurt your voice. This actually happened to a former client of mine. We had done a VIP intensive training day together where he learned the toolbox for what leadership speaking entails. And off he went into his world. And he used the toolbox to the best of his ability. But one thing that we didn't cover, which I now cover in all my training sessions after this, is I didn't say, hey, be careful, do not over-rehearse the night before, because you are going to hurt your voice. So there he was with the toolbox, and there he was with a super high-stakes talk, a thousand people in the audience, all his bosses and people above him were looking at him, and his credibility was on the line. So he over-rehearsed, in fact, two days before, doing as many as 20 rehearsals a day. Now, needless to say, for an untrained voice, this didn't go very well. And he ended up having almost no voice at all the day of the actual talk. Luckily, he had a microphone to amplify what he had to say. But this is a no-no. And this is why I'm adding it to this list here. Do not over-rehearse your voice. This is a very serious problem, and you will have a problem with it the day of the talk because your voice will not be cooperative. It's kind of like going to a party, right? The night before you give a talk or you're going to speak in front of an audience, and it's a party where there's music and everybody's loud, and at the end of the party, you're like, ooh, my voice hurts. And then you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you don't have a voice. This is what happens with over-rehearsal, so don't be one of those people. So there we are to my IT leader in Zurich. These are things that you can do in your preparation when you don't have a lot of time to prepare. I hope that this is helpful. But do remember that the thing of choice is always to have as much time as possible to prepare and to rehearse, rehearse, and rehearse some more so that you go to a place of comfort. The second question that I want to answer today comes from a leader in London. Hello, London. 
And this leader works in the design space. And she has a position where she doesn't get feedback from anybody about her talking. Because, well, when you go to higher, higher and higher levels, people kind of don't feel brave enough to tell you how you're doing when you're speaking in front of audiences. So she, being self-aware, which I highly applaud, feels this, and she wants to know what she can do to get more feedback. All right, here is your answer. First of all, I want you to know, and you've heard me say this before if you've heard me talk, that feedback is free money. The more feedback you have, the richer you are. This is how you grow in leadership speaking. Feedback is what paves the way for what it is that you need to be working on. It basically tells you what things you need to be doing to improve or to change or to disrupt. So getting feedback is super, super valuable. So well done for knowing that you need this. But how do you get it when you're at the higher levels? So what I like to say is this, recruit a feedback buddy. Somebody who's not in your department. Somebody who's away from the hierarchy that you are leading. Somebody who doesn't have any skin in the game when it comes to telling you like it is. Find that person. Make that person your feedback buddy. And bring that person into your talks. Have them sit in the audience taking notes about what you're doing. And have them look at these four areas. Area number one, what's your presence? What kind of vibration are you sending out into the audience? Number two, what are you doing or not doing with your voice? Number three, how are you speaking body language? Do you use mostly open body language or do you close and shut things down with your body language? And finally, the fourth thing that your feedback buddy needs to be looking at is what kind of connection are you creating with your audience? Are you on their wavelength? Is it about them more than it is about you or vice versa? These are the things that your feedback buddy should be looking at. And that feedback buddy then reports back to you after your talk and says, hey, let's have a coffee. Here are the things that I observed. These pieces of feedback are like little droplets of gold coming down from the sky. Be really open-minded when you sit and listen to this feedback. Have open body language so you're receiving this person's knowledge. And be grateful for what they're saying to you because these are the points that are going to elevate and make you into a better speaker. So off you go out in London, find that feedback buddy and get to work, get busy. And if you're really ambitious, have more than one feedback buddy. Have two or three and consistently get feedback. Okay? So I hope that works and that is helpful for you. The next question comes all the way from India, New Delhi. Hello. Well, it's so amazing to get these questions from all over the world. We are such a connected planet. It's just delicious. Here's the question. This person comes from the IT industry and they are a leader. And this person feels like they are not being themselves. They are not authentic when they are speaking in front of audiences. And they want to know how to switch that on. All right. Well, first of all, I love this question. Because it's a question that I get a lot from leaders. 
They say to me, Dr. Penn, I just don't feel authentic. I'm not myself. I want to be myself. And here's what I have to say about that. One of the biggest reasons why you are not feeling authentic out there in New Delhi is because you probably have a lot of tension. Tension is the enemy of connection. And connection, of course, as we all know, because we're human beings living on this planet, connection is where we are released, relaxed, like we're having a conversation with our favorite people in our living room. That's when we're our true selves. That's when we're authentic. And just go there for a moment. Just think to yourself, yeah, what am I like when I'm in my living room having a conversation with my favorite people? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You're probably not tense. This tension manifests itself in your face, in your shoulders, in your center, in your hips, in your knees, even in your feet. And it brings everything into one tight, non-breathing, constricted package. And let me tell you, you cannot emerge from that tight package as your authentic true self because you're in lockdown. You can't breathe. You're not in flow. So my biggest piece of advice to help you to release this tension is to release the tension. Before you are speaking in front of your audiences, please, please, please do everything you can to get into a relaxed, non-tense body. Whether that means putting in your ear pods and listening to your favorite music and getting your groove on for five minutes in the bathroom stall, great. Whether that means going into a broom closet and doing sun salutations for 10 minutes, great. Whatever it takes for you to release tension, tension that you're aware of, tension in your face, in your shoulders, and all those places that I told you about. When you've released this tension and you come into the room ready to speak in front of your audience, you will be able to be more of yourself. That's the state you want to be in. Again, just think back into that living room space, that living room state. That's how you want to show up in front of your audiences. So you need to do the work to show up like that. Okay? I hope that's helpful for you over there in New Delhi. And for all of you leaders out there, wherever you are in the world, I want to hear from you here at Leadership Speaking Radio. I want you to reach out with your questions that you'd like answered on this show. Questions related to your leadership speaking, how to improve your speaking in front of audiences as a leader, what it takes to be a leadership speaker, all of those kinds of questions, okay? And I'll choose a few of them now and then and answer them here on air. I hope that this episode was helpful and that through hearing it, you understand that you have the power to disrupt the status quo in your own speaking. This is what leadership speaking is about, disrupting the status quo so that you can make authentic connections with your audiences. I look forward to bringing you another episode next week where I will unpack more leadership speaking gold. Until then, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.